Welcome to the Wealth Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, John Lawson, Senior Wealth Advisor at Asante Capital Management and Sauna Family Office. We're always looking for unique ways to educate our client families and be introduced to new clients. At Sauna Family Office, we help business owners and affluent families navigate the complexities of wealth through a variety of wealth management and family enterprise oversight services. Today, we're going to delve into the world of mental performance coaching. Everybody accepts a sports team needs a coach to help bring the best out of them, but only some people accept that it helps individuals. Some of the most successful individuals have coaches. So I've brought on Dr. Colin Kritma today to talk to us about what a consultant in this field does and who is it suited for. Welcome, Colin, and thanks for being our guest today. Uh, why don't you start by telling us uh, a little bit about you and your background? Yeah, thanks for having me. It's uh, great to be here. It's always uh, always nice to talk, uh, you know, performance and how the mental game or the mental side of it, uh, you know, has some impact. Um, a little bit about me. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, sports guy, first and foremost. Uh, you know, I, I um, played junior hockey, played rugby, played a number of sports growing up. Uh, went off uh, to university after my hockey career ended, um, you know, did a bachelor's degree in physiology, uh, did a master's degree in coaching science, and then actually went into coaching as a career for about the first 10 years of my career. Uh, from there, I went off to do a few other different odd jobs here and there as I was trying to figure out what to do. And, and I ended up working with the National Hockey League Player Agency and uh, throughout that experience realized and recognized that, you know, sport and performance psychology was uh, really what the athletes were lacking at that time. So, uh, you know, I had also done my MBA and when my wife decided to go back and do her MBA, she chose the same MBA program as I did. So I knew what her time commitment was. And I started uh, looking at some sports psychology stuff and then kind of fell into the program. And, um, you know, here I am today, uh, you know, proud to say that, uh, you know, in 23 or whatever years it's been in my working career, I've never not worked a day in sports. So it's been good. But, uh, you know, that, that's a little bit about my background. What's super fascinating is, you know, in the last four or five years, um, seen a big shift in, you know, not just sport and performance psychology, but performance. Because the reality is, you know, there's things like first responders or even business. You know, people have to perform and performance doesn't delineate between sport and non-sport. Performance is performance. So, um, it's been super interesting to kind of get into the business side of sport the last few years and help a few, uh, you know, corporate type clients and executives uh, do their thing. That's that's fascinating. Uh, thanks for that. And also uh, kind of leads into uh, my my next question or point is, um, well, first of all, why do individuals hire you? Uh, and then um, who who's somebody who would most benefit? You alluded to that a little bit, but yeah. can you expand? Well, I'll give you a couple silly little analogies. Uh, you know, when your your sink breaks and you have water running everywhere, what do you do? You call a plumber. But the plumber doesn't come with one wrench. They come with a toolbox full of tools. And then they look at the job, assess what's going on, and use the right tool or tools to fix what's what's happening and for the situation. And so I always like to use the the, the plumber analogy because what we want to do, it, when it comes to performance, you want to have a a toolbox with number of tools in it because oftentimes you know the way the world works in life in today's day and age it's not one tool that'll solve any problem you need a, a a kind of a plethora of them to to deal with it 
So my plumber analogy is, is, you know, is one that I use quite regularly because it's simple and people can understand it. The other thing that I always think about is, you know, pick, I always say to high school students, pick a hard subject in school, like physics or, you know, calculus or something like that. And you know, that your goal is to get 95% in that class, but you study as hard as you can and you only get 85. What do you do to get the other 10%? You hire a tutor. Well, a mental performance consultant is the tutor to get you that extra 10%. And often in sport, that's the difference between, you know, an Olympic medal and, 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 and not getting an Olympic medal or, a, you know, a Stanley Cup and, and not getting a Stanley Cup or something like that. And, uh, you know, on the business side, that's the difference between companies that excel and, and thrive and companies that, that, you know, are just kind of pushing the issue every day. Great analogies. And uh, so maybe I'll, uh, a little additional question to that is then when you're working more on the business side, you, are you typically working with the individuals or uh, a, a team? You know what? That's a fascinating question. It's a little bit of both. Um, yeah. It has been my experience. Usually when it's working with teams, you're, you know, it's, it's often communication, leadership uh, and culture building. Uh, when it's uh, with individuals, it's 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 performance based uh, things, you know, hitting targets, uh, work with a lot of salespeople. So they, you know, set proper goals and, you know, all those types of things. But at the end of the day, you know, I think, you know, the three buckets, if you want to call it that, that I work in, you know, obviously one is sport, two is business. And I actually kind of put first responders into that third bucket because at the end of the day, they're probably the most important performance profession out there. Um, you know, you show up to a nasty, you know, accident scene or whatever, they have to build resilience. So for first responders, the primary thing becomes resilience for business. You know, the, the primary thing becomes dealing with stress. Uh, and then for athletes, it's pressure. And I always equate stress and pressure a little bit differently because to me, pressure is something you put on yourself. So what athlete doesn't want to perform well in sport? Stress is usually external. Like COVID was an external thing to all of us. That that's what created stress. And so, if you think of stress and pressure, uh, you know, just as simple as that, it it has a big, you know, it, it it can kind of delineate between those three buckets of you know performance domains or performance groups that I work with. Um, but at the end of the day, performance is performance. It, it 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 really doesn't matter what you know walk of life you are. To me, you know. What I think the world has really come to grips with post-COVID is, you know, performance and well-being, like, or if I should say thriving, I guess. If you want to be a thriving individual, whether, you know, whatever your, your chosen walk of life is, it's about well-being and performance. And the intersection of those two, that's where thriving is. And ultimately, I think that's the best way to explain, you know, uh, what I do with athletes and then, you know, the mental skills becomes, you know, the tools. And, you know, when you're talking about business, to get into that more specifically, you know, a lot of businesses, you know, mission, vision, values, uh, you start there. And uh, it's, it's crazy to think how often mission, vision, and values get tested. Um, just on the, uh, just uh, last week, I had somebody tell me they watched the recently the new BlackBerry um documentary or movie or whatever it was and just how their mission vision and values was challenged all the time and the, the demise of, of blackberry so 
you know, usually that's where it starts on the business side and then it becomes, you know, coaching for performance. Interesting. That's fascinating. So uh, maybe to uh, delve on the two spectrums of uh, what you do um, in, in terms of how it affects you, what do you find to be the most difficult part of being a mental performance consultant? Uh, probably time. Uh, sometimes it's time on me. Uh, you know, the moment you, you know, with, when it comes to sports, it puts me on the road a little bit, you know, in the winter, I'm often on the road 14, 16 days a month. So that eliminates a little bit of time. Um, but then the time to really connect with your clients and, and give them the opportunity to, to, you know, get meaningful conversations back with you. But then the other side of it is often the time issue becomes on the client because they're busy people. So, you know, how do, how do busy people find time to structure this into their, into their day? Well, we know that the research shows how, you know, taking care of sleep, nutrition, hydration is a performance factor. How many executives aren't getting enough sleep because they're stressed out at night or, you know, uh, as an example, you know, the, 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 the tip of the day, I always say to people for when they, Oh, I didn't sleep all last night. I was too many thoughts going on in my head. Well, get out of bed and write everything down. As soon as you write everything down, you, 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 you get it, you get out of your own head. And so, you know, I think the, the most difficult thing is time, whether it's that my clients want more time of, of mine or vice versa, they can't figure out or find enough time for themselves to, to properly, uh, you know, get into this whole thing. The, the clients that do find the time uh, usually thrive really quickly. And, um, you know, a lot of good stories to, that I could tell the, you know, kind of go through that. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, uh, your, your, your point about time hits home. I, I see it, uh, with my clients and I feel it, uh, on, uh, on my own. So I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, so let's go to the flip side. Uh, what do you find the most fascinating and rewarding part about, uh, being a uh, mental performance consultant? Yeah. So I'll give you kind of two perspectives on that or two, yeah, two perspectives. Uh, when I'm dealing with high school aged athletes, uh, it's really rewarding when parents phone me and say, I don't know what you're talking about with my kid, but I sure see a change at home. That to me is the, the number one reward. Uh, you know, when I'm dealing with, you know, adults, you know, business people, uh, adult athletes, or even first responders, um, usually it's the stories they come back with. Hey, I was in this situation and I used this, 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 and this tool to get out of it. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's one thing to learn something. It's another to learn and be able to apply it. And uh, so when I'm dealing with mature individuals, you know, it's, it's really, they're coming back to me and their ability to apply, you know, to explain to me how they were able to apply something we've been working on. To me, that's the rewarding uh, thing on the other side of it. Yeah, and that, uh, again, that just uh, so hits home. Uh, how many times do you go to, whether it's a, a conference or even a small session, and you see the whole group nodding, writing things down furiously, they're learning so much, and there's great nuggets and 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 really step-by-step explanation of how to succeed in doing something. But how many of those people actually go back and apply it? Yeah. Well, and, you know, I think that the biggest learning tool 
is self-reflection, just taking time to reflect on different things. Um, you know, one thing that I, I, I use with my clients of all walks of life is how many of you actually use a, uh, a notebook and a pen? You know, we're so digitized with everything. And, you know, how about just write down your thoughts in the morning, your thoughts at night, like journaling becomes a big thing for, for people. And, um, you know, I'm one of those people who loves efficiency and I've tried every day timer humanly possible. And there's some great ones out there that have different things that you can do in a day, write down your top three must have must do today, you know, a reflection at the end of the day, all those types of things. But I like the power of three, three, th you know, you, if you want to learn something, you got to learn it three different ways at three different times and at three different depths. If you make things simple enough to be in lists of three, you'll never forget three. But the moment you start getting north of three it becomes a little bit harder. So the power of three is a big thing that I like to, to work with on my clients, because if you only do three things that move the needle on your business today, chances are you're going to move the needle on the business. If you have a list of 10 things on the business, and you don't, and you're so conflicted on where to go with each one, you're not going to, you know, get anywhere. Now, I think that there's lots of, you know, pop psychology and all these different things. They'll say, just focus on one big thing for the day. And, you know, I think that's where you start, but, um, you know, business and life are uh, busy and they're, they're, they're challenging. So, you know, I like that, the, the power of three, because it, um, you know, it, 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 it solves a few other problems too. Yep. Yeah, it's it's doable. It doesn't overwhelm you, uh, but you you don't tend to stray. Uh, I I hear you on the uh, on the one big thing, and I I get the psychology behind it. But the um, uh, business owners or or performance uh, type people uh, who want to really excel have a tough time. Uh, they they become a squirrel. It's yeah. three. Well, just meant no. I really should be doing this. Uh, so that that three at least allows us uh, to expand the focus a little bit. And uh, interestingly enough, that that is uh, what I do as well. Yeah, very cool. So um, when we talk about uh, uh, sport, that that was your first love, but you've gone into. Uh, uh, found that uh, professionals, whether they be entrepreneurs or uh, business executives, um, and then uh, you also uh, talked about first responders. Uh, does your approach differ uh, to each bucket, as you called it? And if so, how? Yeah, not really. You know, I use a coaching process that is very, you know, co-creation with, uh, you know, a, a coaching client or an athlete or whoever. And it really revolves around four things. First is assess what's going on. Second is align. Third is monitor. Fourth is evaluate. So assess, align, monitor, evaluate. And if you think of that in a circle, um, you know, that's, that's continuous and you're always trying to balance out planning, implementing and execution of it. Uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's an, it's a nice little coaching process. If you want to call it that. I think what, I maybe I I think I alluded to earlier, but to reiterate it again, if it's sport, it usually revolves around pressure and, and confidence. If it's business, it usually revolves around stress and mission, vision, values, like as a starting point. And then if it's first responders, it usually starts with resilience, and then uh, we go from there. And so, 
what's fascinating is pressure and confidence impacts business pressure and confidence impacts first responders and so it just so happens in those three those three areas that's where we often start but they're all interchangeable because as i said earlier performance is performance it doesn't matter whether you are a surgeon an aircraft controlled tower person helping to land a plane or you're uh you're an athlete so um there there's a lot of crossover that's Great points. Thanks. Gives a, a, a better perspective, uh, at, at least for myself. Um, so, and that does kind of move into uh, the next area I just wanted to touch on. And uh, just so people understand who are listening and watching, uh, what does a relationship with you look like? Is it long-term? Is it short-term? Uh, what's the the process that you typically go through or are there different versions for different circumstances yeah there's definitely different versions for different circumstances the best way i can explain how this explain to your or answer your question would be uh proactive and reactive so a lot of people come to me when in a reactive sense something's broken and i need it fixed and then when it's fixed they move on uh the clients that i have that thrive the most they're the ones that come with a proactive approach they want to you know continuous improvement growth mindset they're building something they're they're you know as, as i'm sure you've experienced as you develop you know yourself as a person over the years you, it usually impacts what you do at work family relationships you name it and so you know personal development uh you know that becomes the proactive approach so Sometimes they come as a reactive approach. They fix it, but then realize how you know, powerful it was, and and stay on a little bit longer term. So I think really it's it's either you know assessing with a client is this a reactive thing or a proactive thing, and so reactive uh, clients often you know spend six, eight, ten sessions with me over you know course of six, eight, ten weeks, and then those you know, proactive clients, it's an ongoing relationship month over month. And, um, you know, when I got into this whole thing, it was, you know, pre-COVID, this whole notion of, you know, mental performance, you know, over the internet and Zoom was, I wouldn't say frowned upon, but it was, it, it, it was still relatively new and or not a thing. Um, it was still, hey, let's talk in person, whatever else. COVID's been so fascinating for the business. So it, it really has opened it up. And, uh, you know, my goal and objective was, why can't we do this on the internet or Zoom or, or using technology? And, and so I was already moving that direction before COVID. And my objective was mostly because of athletes. You know, an athlete doesn't want to book an appointment. Oh, I need to see the mental performance person. I, I need to book an appointment on Tuesday at 2.30. It's like I had a bad game. I need to talk now. That might be Saturday night at 10:30 p.m. when they're standing outside the bus waiting for the team to to finish, you know, leaving getting out of the arena. So I've always tried to make it accessible with technology type stuff and um I think that has really made for a much more uh robust and uh you know, better strategy with clients for uh you know, dealing with things when you need to deal with them. 
because oftentimes if you let the mind run rampant, that's actually where a lot of uh, things go sideways. That's where the damage happens. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so throw a little bit of a, uh, a twist and question in here is um, uh, you're a business owner. Uh, and so we're often on these podcasts where there's a, a lot of business owners that listen. Yeah. Um, what's your, uh, as a, a business owner, what's kind of the, uh, the most effective tool that you used uh, to help excel your business? So I'm talking for you personally, not for your yeah. clients. You know, when I got into the 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 psychology thing, I really gravitated uh, towards the notion of mental models. And, you know, think back to when you're in grade school, you know, you whatever test you take, the teacher has an answer key. That's the mental model. So, you know, what's super interesting for 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 me and my business, you know, and I teach four or five mental models to groups and teams and 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 executives because if you can have a mental model how you approach everything then it's actually easy to implement strategies and put you know use tools to to help solve problems um because you know the famous uh football coach nick saban there and uh down in the u.s college ranks he always says football is a fascinating game 10 players go to the left and one player goes to the right the play doesn't work and now you have to solve a problem. And so business is all about solving problems on a regular basis. And usually those that solve problems the quickest, they're the ones that are agile and adjust, uh, adjust the, 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 their sales to where the wind is. So for me, the whole notion of mental models when I'm working with people, you know, mental model on managing thoughts and emotions, mental model on dealing with your mindset, mental model on, you know, focus and concentration, mental model on mental flexibility. So I have all these four, these four or five mental models, which I use personally every day and I teach them to my clients. And, um, you know, what often happens is I'll work with an executive or, uh, you know, a business client on this and they're like, oh, you need to teach my team this. So we are all talking the same language. Now we're solving problems because if, you know, you say tomato and I say tomato, we're not really on the same page. We're close, but we're not quite there. And that's where miscommunication in teams and business occurs. Yeah, that's uh, that's actually that's fascinating. I really like that one. Thanks for sharing that. So, Colin, tell me if someone wants to get more information or contact you, how do they go about that? Yeah, there's two two ways you can get a hold of me. Uh, you know, if you want to check out the the sports minded stuff, it's fortitude365.com, and you know, a lot of my corporate and uh, you know individual work with uh, business first responder type people. You can check me out at colinkritma.com. That's K-O-L-I-N-K-R-I-I-T-M-A-A.com, and um, those are probably the best two ways. And both those websites have links to um, you know get a hold of me and. Uh, connect and would love to chat with anybody and uh, see we can co-create something special for you that's perfect thanks so much colin for taking the time uh, today really appreciate it and i'm uh, i i've said i said this before but uh, i just i learn just as much as everybody else and that's why i love doing these podcasts thanks for being on yeah thanks for having me a big thank you to Dr. Colin Kripma for helping us understand the world of mental performance coaching. If you want to know more about Colin and his areas of expertise, 
look him up on the two websites that he provided us with and we put on the screen for you now. Our next planned podcast will check in on the markets. Where are we now and what does the future hold for us? Ultimately, our goal is to educate and engage you, our audience. If you have any topics you would like us to dive deeper into, please let us know. If you could take a moment to post a review, it would be much appreciated. If you would like to have access to other videos or podcasts, or even articles that we have done, visit us at saunafamilyoffice.com, S-A-N-A familyoffice.com. And for those of you who don't know the origin of the name Sauna Family Office, it stems from the meaning of Asante, which is Swahili for thank you. However, the most commonly spoken phrase in the Swahili language regarding Asante is Asante Sauna, which means thank you very much. The name represents our gratitude towards all of the families and business owners who have chosen our team as their trusted advisory council. Until next time, Asante Sana. Hi, I'm Trevor Beggs from Sana Family Office, and thanks for listening to John Lawson and the Wealth Wisdom Podcast. Here are the necessary disclosures. Asante Capital Management is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the above, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed here are not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time on the Wealth Wisdom Podcast.